Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Alliance Defending Freedom, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, Neil, Roger, John, myself, Bob. Guys, how are you? Great, Bob. Good, great, Bob. How are you? Uh, doing very well, thank you. This week, we're going to talk about all things Donald Trump and the MSNBC, CNN, Democrat crowd just slobbering at the possibility of putting Trump through a perp walk and mugshots and handcuffed and fingerprinted and everything else. This is absolutely insane. But here's what's happened, and then we're going to go around the table and start talking about it. Uh, you have Alvin Bragg, the district attorney of Manhattan, who's brought these charges. Well, we're waiting to hear a grand jury mm -hmm. indictment could come down any time now. But the idea is charge Donald Trump with this $130,000 Stormy Daniels payoff. As you know, everybody that's been following this, Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's then attorney, paid off Stormy Daniels because her attorney came basically in essence extorting $130,000 uh, or I'm gonna, we're going to talk, whatever. So it's hush money. This is common. Celebrities and sports stars and business people pay stuff. Congress, like this all the time. Bob. Congress oh, has an Jimmy $18 even million started dollar slush on Congress. fund. I know. It, it actually, John, they it is a bona fide slush fund for yes, this very thing. You're right. That's right. And it's it may be unethical, but it is perfectly completely legal. So uh, Cohen pays this. Cohen declares publicly in multiple times that Trump had nothing to do with these. He paid it off. But when Trump was notified, Trump reimbursed him and out of his own pocket, not out of campaign funds. So everybody, the feds, the FEC, everybody's like, OK, there's no case to bring here. But Alvin Bragg decides to resurrect this thing. Now he gets in office. He's like, OK, well, somehow, some way. He ran on this, do a perp walk. I know this. he did. He promised he was going to do it. And so he goes ahead and says, well, we're going to charge, even though let's pretend Trump was actually guilty of of falsely listing this as as a legal expense instead of a campaign expense. Even if that were the case, it's a misdemeanor. Hillary Clinton did the identical thing, and she actually really did have a campaign expense in paying over a million dollars for the dossier, the Russian dossier. Mm -hmm. She listed it as a legal expense because she went through Perkins Coie. And, you know, she got an $8,000 slap on the wrist. This is a misdemeanor that now Alvin Bragg, who's made a career of converting felonies to misdemeanors, is now right. upgrading a misdemeanor to a felony. And by, by attaching this to an FEC supposed violation when the FEC themselves said, no, there's no violation here. So this just absolutely blows my mind. But the bottom line is you've got the possibility that Trump could be indicted, Trump could be arrested, and could actually have to stand trial for something that you would only see in a banana republic. It is staggering, guys, to, to And, to and really quick, this. too, just everybody knows, uh, we talked about this yesterday, but a grand jury investigation is not the same as a jury of your peers. This right. is a one-sided 
you know, kind of not even a trial. It's a one-sided kangaroo court where they determine whether they're going to bring charges or not based upon what prosecutors bring to the quote-unquote grand jury. And it, it, no offense, guys, but that's a joke in and of itself. Well, you know what? There's a, there's a famous legal saying, a grand jury, with a grand jury, you can indict a canned ham. because that's or, right. I'm sorry, a ham sandwich. That's right. Because you're right. <laughs> you, you Getting a grand jury indictment is nothing because it is strictly one-sided. You're not even allowed to present a defense. And when people testify, they're not even allowed to have their attorneys in the room. Uh, you're allowed to withhold out. You're allowed to do all kinds of stuff, which by the way, Alvin Bragg, uh, it turns out he withhold a, withheld a whole bunch of information from the grand jury itself anyway, because this guy who is the whatever, he used to be the attorney for Michael Cohen, he testified, and he was like, look, Michael Cohen made it very clear Donald Trump had nothing to do with this. This was totally a legal expense, and this is what Michael Cohen said back then, and I've got all the documentation to prove this, gave it to Alvin Bragg, and Alvin Bragg kept it secret from the grand jury. So this is a kind of garbage going on here, guys. So what's the odds he gets that there's any prosecution? I mean, he, he's very likely to get indicted, but is there any hope whatsoever he's going to be prosecuted? I think so. Yeah, I think so. You know what? The Democrats want that, all that, you that's, need. There's a fraction of the or a faction of the Democrat Party that wants that. That's right. Not and they all, don't, but a faction. I know, and you know, and they don't care. All they have to do, all Bragg's team has to do, is selectively jury select and make sure to get some good liberal Democrats there in New York that hate Donald Trump. Mm. They don't care what the law is. They just want to be able to find him guilty. This is politics. I know. And then once that's done, once that's done. Mm. I, look, ultimately, I think Trump is going to win this thing, but it's going to end up being on appeal. He'll probably be found guilty from a, quote, jury of his peers, and then he'll appeal it to a higher court. And then some higher court's going to be like, are you kidding me? This thing should have been thrown out in the beginning. But you know what, though, guys? This uh, By, by now, the 2024 election is over, and— Alvin Bragg and the Democrats succeeded in their effort to keep swing independent voters from voting for Donald Trump in 2024. Bob, that's an excellent point, especially as far as the timing goes, because the same thing happened in Harris County in Texas several years ago with the Center for Medical Progress. I mean, we talk about preborn a lot here on this roundtable. And there was the Center for Medical Progress had done their due diligence and literally had charges ready to go against Planned Parenthood. So a grand jury was ordered to in Harris County to go ahead and look at this. And you know what happened afterwards is they wound up filing all the charges against the Center for Medical Progress instead of Planned Parenthood. It took them over a oh, year to get all 17 charges dropped. So the idea that something like this is going to happen and they know the timing, they know what's going on. It's March of 2023. This won't be done until December of 2024 if they have exactly. their way. Exactly. It's ridiculous. The but Roger, you're absolutely right. And it really boils down to where those swing voters go because they, could, let's face a stiff breeze could push them to the Republican or the Democrat, either one. Now, they could, they could end up having sympathy for Donald Trump and going, hey, this is not right if they're able to see through this and this could benefit Trump, but it could go the other way. They could be apolitical people that say, I just I just want peace. I don't want all the tension. And Donald yeah. Trump brings tension. And I don't know, maybe I should just play it safe and not vote for a guy who's on criminal well, trial right guys, now. This, this, is all so, to, this is all to make Trump the candidate on our side, by the way. This is to get DeSantis out of the picture, raise up the, the, the hair on the backs of 
of you know a certain amount of conservatives, so Trump wins the primary. That's what this design. All right. Well, you know what? Well, I'll tell you what. We'll see. Let's talk about that a little bit more. We got a lot to unpack here. Uh, we do want to remind everybody. You hear the name Preborn when you listen to this podcast, and I just want to remind everybody. Preborn is the organization that provides ultrasound images to of expected of uh, unborn babies to expected moms all over the country, folks. But it takes money to do this. Twenty eight dollars is the average cost. Do you know this to save one baby's life? That's right. To stop an abortion, twenty eight bucks is the average cost. Because when these moms see ultrasound images of their babies, they choose life 85% of the time. That's why we're asking all of you right now listening to us, will you give $280 one time and your legacy will be you stopped 10 abortions? Give it to Preborn. Here's how easy it is. Go online right now to crawfordmediagroup.net. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on Preborn and you can give right there. Every penny you give goes to fund ultrasounds. What do you say, folks? If you want to give on the phone, just call 833-850-BABY. And they answer 24-7. You can call right now. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing that. Crawfordmediagroup.net. And bottom line is, folks, we want you to support the sponsors to support this podcast. And Roger, I know that uh, certainly Wilson Financial has been tr- tremendous work as well for a lot of our listeners. Oh, yeah. When you hear what's happening in the business community right now with the way the Fed is trying to put their thumb on the scale for all of the different uh, you know, economic phobias that have, have come and all the foibles because of the, the Biden administration, you want your money secure. You know, and you want to make sure that your investments don't go down in value. And Dennis Wilson has those solutions for you. He's got CD alternatives and real estate alternatives and and uh, IRA alternatives and more. And that's why that banner is up at uh, CrawfordMediaGroup.net as well, because Dennis is a very strong supporter of Preborn and what we do here in the National Crawford Roundtable. And when you, especially when you see what's happening with the federal racketeering charges that might be brought up against Donald Trump in Georgia, right. they've got this, the quiver's full. They're all ready to go. Where are we going to indict him next? thinking, oh my gosh, what's that going to do to the economy? We can't take another 20% drop in the stock market like we had last year and we're headed for this year. That's why I encourage you to click on the banner at uh, Wilson Financial at CrawfordMediaGroup.net and make sure your money's secure because if, if the left, I mean, guys, you got to look at the homepage of MSNBC right now because it's everything is all about what happens if Donald Trump gets, will he be fingerprinted? Will he be perquat? Oh my goodness, what's going to happen in Georgia? They've, they're considering racketeering charges again. Racketeering charges for what? I mean, for for calling the secretary of state and asking the question, hey, guys, I think if you go back and do a hand recount, you're going to find more votes for me. That was. Yeah, we just need 11,000 votes. Okay, we should be able to find 11,000 votes. That's racketeering. I know. And how did that get misconstrued as a Donald Trump ordered Brad Raffensperger to find those votes? Come on, give me a break. No, he didn't. It, it's, it's, of course he didn't. But, you know, the, the, but again, to the timing issue that we talked about earlier, the audio of that recording was leaked to the press six months after the story hit. And by that time, it didn't really matter anymore at that point. I mean, Biden had been sworn in. The uh, runoff had happened in Georgia. And, you know, we were, we're stuck with what we're stuck with until 2024. John, do you really think, though, that the Democrats are manufacturing this to get DeSantis out of the way and get Trump. Yes. You really think that they want Some Trump are. to be the nominee? No, not not the guys at the top, not the smart ones. That I really think they're afraid of Trump. The I think they're afraid of Trump. No, in twenty twenty four, some may be, but I will tell you, the majority of Democrats are not. They know that they'd have a harder time beating DeSantis than beating Trump. And I, and I, by the way, I would agree with them on that. Trump is one of our worst candidates to run over DeSantis. 
Okay, can but we, you know what though? In 2016, they were they also laughed at the idea of Trump. They were like, "Please be, get the nomination." Then. Different all time right, than the now. Th- all right. Let's go back to something else that was said for a second because I'd all be right. interested to hear what you guys. Are and, and really, really quick, but let me finish too, real quick, quick on that. Part of that is if you look at what Trump even tweeted out yesterday about DeSantis. There's times where, and I love the guy dearly, but Donald, just shut up. I know. <laughs> Honestly, just shut up. I know. Donald, he's his own worst enemy. Shut up. Listen, I got a question. You probably saw what Elon Musk said. I've actually seen this from several people, but saying, look at it. If if they indict Donald Trump, then he wins the next election by a landslide. But you were questioning that earlier, and I don't know. I think there's a Trump fatigue factor amongst many, even former MAGA Republicans. So I'm not sure that this doesn't do him great harm down the See, road. And I think I, that's what's intended. Neil, I'm with you on that, actually. I was talking about uh, with my audience about this yesterday on my show, that everybody out there is going, oh, this is just securing it for Donald Trump. He's going to get in because of the sympathy vote. I don't think so. When you look at the, as I mentioned before, when you look at those independent swing voters, uh, most of them are apolitical. They don't get in politics and they feel like, I just want us to all get along. Can't we just, I just don't want the tension. And Donald Trump represents tension. And so I don't care about, you know, it's almost like Bill, I can't believe I'm referencing Bill Cosby now because he's not somebody good to reference all right Uh-oh. but bill cosby had a funny famous line back when he was a respectable person by the way he was still funny <laughs> he was still funny okay but one of his funny lines was uh the the mom who says i don't care about justice i care about quiet you know as far as the kids go right and and i think that that's where a lot of independent voters are I don't care about justice. I don't care about what's right or wrong. All I care about is I just don't want to feel tension. I just want to feel peace. And Donald Trump stirs up the hornet's nest. the opposite of that. I'd rather him just go away. So I just don't want to vote for more trouble. And that's why I think the Democrats know that this is going to turn off some independents, some swing voters. And all they care about is let's just make sure Donald Trump does not win in 2024. We don't care if this doesn't stand up an appeal. Right. Who cares? Donald right. Trump's legacy is he's got Ro- Roe v. Wade overturned. Our legacy will be we kept Donald Trump from getting a second term. I think that's but this, all I care But this about. is designed also, guys, to pump up those that will come out, vote in a primary, and make him the candidate that they then can do what you just said, Bob. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a good it's a good theory, John, because look at what happened in the in the midterms. And the, the, we saw yep. what happened. That's with, right. They left and the mushy middle and the white educated single female, you know, who was the big demographic in the Democratic Party that all you had to do is tell them that uh, the, the Republicans want to take away your constitutional rights and our democracy at risk at risk and they all voted for Democratic candidates and Proposition One and Proposal Three and things like that I mean there's a there's a whole group of people who have a lot there um, George Barna calls them paper educated you know because they've got lots of degrees and lots of consonants after their last names but they really have no idea what's going on and your point that that i don't want to feel any pressure i don't that that's the woke crowd i mean it really is the crowd that says we all get along because well donald trump's bad because he he gets people look at look at how you guys are all yelling and talking over each other you know see donald trump does that and, and i don't want donald trump don't disturb my utopia don't disturb my nirvana by the way uh, where are the january 6th indictments Right. Did I miss those? Crickets. Yeah. I mean, well. I mean hello. How, would, how long did that perp trial go on on national television? In prime time, you see, when you have the media working against you like this. Oh, my goodness. See, they, they need Trump to be just present enough so they can keep getting clicks and eyeballs, but yep. they don't want him to where he can actually sign legislation. 
You know, let me jump in for a second because I think is even there's Trump hatred for sure. And then there's Trump fatigue. How all this plays out in the end, I don't know. But I think that there's still a significant number of people that really want to see change in this country and that are fearful that the country's gotten worse, you know, since 2016 and since 2020 and that they see us heading in the wrong direction. An example would be when President Biden on his first day in office redefines sex to include sexual orientation and gender identity. And you probably remember that just a couple of weeks later. Biden's housing and urban development director issues a ruling saying that that colleges and universities, even private and Christian schools, have to open dorm rooms to males so that females will have males living in their dorm rooms and using their showers. And it's shocking. So you got places like College of the Ozarks, longtime Christian college, had rules against such things, all of a sudden now being forced to open uh, dorm rooms and showers to biological insane, males, which is, uh, it's unbelievable. Um, well, they, they sue the Biden administration. Uh, uh, the Eighth Circuit Court dismisses their religious concerns argument and leaves them basically defenseless. Thank God, I'm going to say this flat out, but thank God for Alliance Defending Freedom, our partner, because they stepped in and said, no, we're going we're gonna to petition this all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And they did, thank God. And so I just want to say we need to support people like Alliance Defending Freedom because they offer sanity in a very crazy world. And uh, so a generous gift of 50 or $100 right now helps Alliance Defending Freedom defend people like us and groups like College of the Ozarks. So I want to encourage you to go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net or call 877-367-6461. I mean, where, honestly, where do we turn? Where does somebody turn? When you've got a situation like that and you need to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, it's not cheap. By the way, they never charge any of their, any of their clients that they take on, any of the people they represent. So literally, like right now, we need 40 people this month to join us in supporting Alliance Defending Freedom to make sure that our biblical values aren't stripped Absolutely. away. Um, go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net or call 877-367-6461 to protect our God-given rights. We live in a crazy world, and I just think that's one of the reasons people would still be open to the possibility of Trump returning to office, just because they're fearful. Well, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right, Neil. And you know what's really troubling to me about this, though? And I know this may sound like hyperbole, but I don't even recognize my own country anymore. The, the kind of stuff that we're seeing right now, this is the kind of stuff that goes on in communist China, in, in Russia, in North Korea, in Iran, countries like that, to, to basically take your political opponents a former president who you hate, who happens to be the front runner now in an upcoming election mm -hmm. and make up bogus charges to have him potentially thrown in prison. I, I just, I mean, I mentioned Hillary Clinton before, okay, but I don't know. And maybe you guys, Roger, John, or Neil, maybe somebody can help me understand how to explain this to a liberal to where they will go, you know what, you're right. Hillary Clinton paid over a million dollars, not $130,000, over a million dollars for phony, debunked Russian dossier dirt on her campaign opponent, Donald Trump, as a campaign expense and then listed it as a legal expense when it was a campaign expense. And the million dollars was paid with campaign donation funds. So that was clearly a campaign expense. She listed it as a legal expense. She gets a slap on the wrist, $8,000 fine, which is a drop in the bucket to her. Donald Trump reimburses his lawyer for paying $130,000 in hush money, which is a legal thing to do. He didn't use campaign money to reimburse him. He used his own money 
and the guy's on the verge of doing a perp walk. And this is happening in the United States mm-hmm. of America. I, I it just and, and really quick sta- too, guys. And liberals, won't, liberals won't even acknowledge it. They won't go. Well, you know what? That is true. That is fair. That that that's really not right. They won't say that. The other part of the story nobody's ever talking about on mainstream media media is in 2018. Stormy Daniels herself said she never had an affair with Trump. In fact, she did all of that. She claimed she did all that to get the money only. She lost her lawsuit against Trump and was ordered to pay him $300,000 back in legal fees. And her creepy own right. porn lawyer was also sentenced to 14 years in prison. Nothing nothing like that are you hearing on mainstream media And by today. the way, can I say, you're absolutely right. And the question of whether it's actually true or not true as far as Stormy Daniels goes... Let's not kid ourselves. We know that Donald Trump's old life, he was a liberal Democrat, pro-abortion, narcissistic, vulgar, Mm -hmm. sleazy, womanizing, playboy billionaire. That's who he was. So if he didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels, he probably slept with other people like Stormy Daniels. Okay, so I'm not trying to pretend Donald Trump is some virtuous kind of guy, but you're right. Stormy Daniels, this doesn't sound like this is a legitimate claim on her part, not to mention the fact that can extort a whole lot more than $130,000 if you're dealing with somebody like Donald Trump. So it sounds to me that her lawyers accepted a smaller amount than she probably could have got because they knew that this wasn't true. That doesn't mean Donald Trump's a squeaky clean guy. He's not. We know he's not. In this case, there's just nothing illegal about what was done whatsoever. You know, the, you mentioned the, the fact that he's the front runner right now in, you know, amongst Republicans for, uh, running in 2024 we get that we understand that um but i there's something else that we haven't mentioned that i'm just going to bring up here that uh, i saw a comic in the paper today there was a little you know um sketch of two uh donkeys having breakfast together a cup of coffee whatever it's obviously representing the democrats and the one says to the other one hey they're getting close to hunter biden what are we going to do the other donkey says the other donkey says arrest trump you know, right. I mean, right. anything to call off the dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, true. very true. Yeah, good point. Uh, well, you know, let's say uh, how many, how long have these cases been going on? You know, you've got three different grand juries, you know, that are potentially going to sc- hand down some kind of indictment. I mean, let's face it, January 6th, nothing burger, Mar-a-Lago, nothing burger. I mean, how, can we talk about Mar-a-Lago for just a second? If you're talking grand jury indictments, there's actually a grand jury considering whether or not to bring charges against Donald Trump for having the same type of stuff that had already been looked at. And then they have the big stormtrooper raid at Mar-a-Lago. And then the Biden crowd shows up with the, oh yeah, it's in my Corvette. You know, it's in my home. It's in the Penn Biden Center. And no one, no one bats an eye. I mean, Don, to your point, or Bob, to your point, it's it's the same issue that you've got with Hillary Clinton and the, the wrist slap, you know, for the uh, Russian collusion thing. And again, here comes a grand jury. Well, we, we, we need to do something here because Hunter Biden has been proven to be a, a big detriment. I mean, obviously, there's some legal challenges here, but it did throw the 2020 election for a lot of voters. And and no one wants to talk about that. The fact that the me- media manipulation is OK if you're manipulating against Donald Trump. You know, that's the word I had in mind, manipulation. Yeah. I don't think the average American has any idea how much we're being manipulated. And this is, and, and by the way, this is election interference. This this really is interfering in an election and uh, trying to affect the 2024 election in this case. Mm-hmm. The, the 2020 was elected. Roger, what you said about the Hunter Biden thing, I know I've said this on podcasts before, but I'm going to say it again. Media Research Center conducted a survey immediately after the 2020 election, immediately after, and asked Joe Biden voters, did you know about the Hunter Biden laptop story? And and when informed about it, 
Would that have changed your vote if you had known about that? 4.7% of Joe Biden voters, these are the swing voters, again, that a breeze can push them Republican or Democrat, so it doesn't take much. 4.7% uh, said, I'd have changed my vote if I'd have even known about the Hunter Biden story. Well, you take 4% away from Joe Biden, even if you don't give it to Donald Trump, even if those people just stayed home, uh, Donald Trump wins every swing state. If you give those 4.7% over to Donald Trump, it's now nearly a 10% swing. Donald Trump wins a massive landslide, not just every swing state, but many, many other states that Joe Biden won. Now Joe Biden, Donald Trump suddenly wins those. So just the suppression of the Hunter Biden story in the mainstream media and big tech and social media, just that story alone interfered with, rigged, and changed the outcome of the election. This kind of election interference thing is supposed to be troubling to decent Americans, but liberals don't care if they win, which is just insane. It's just incredible to me that this is a country we live in right now. Well, you've got liberal or slash progressive. I think there still are a few liberals around, but the classic liberal's gone. I mean, it's been taken over by the woke progressive crowd. And you can tell because now The Atlantic is running daily articles saying, well, what exactly is woke? Conservatives are using it as a new cudgel, blah, 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 blah. That's not woke. Well, we all know what woke is. Woke is as I'm happy, you're happy. Do we all right. agree? Okay, everybody's happy. Don't bring any pain into our world. You know, so Donald Trump is pain. Conservative, there's conservative thought and there's progressive emotion. You know, and the progressives are run entirely by their emotions. But because they have college degrees, because one out of every three Americans now has a college degree, they think, oh, well, I'm smarter than you. So therefore, you know, and, and, you, and I'm not, it's not hyperbole. You follow Twitter ever since Elon Musk opened up Twitter to where people can actually see both sides of the, the conversation. It's fascinating to watch what the blue states are actually doing with regard to their social media posts, because it, you literally see things like, well, we're better educated and mm. we're more compassionate. So you're stupid. It's like, oh, I wait, know. what? I mean, just it's right there. I mean, it's incredible how the, the lack of self-awareness is just so profound on the left. It's you're, you're, make, you're, making my, you're making my eye twitch, Roger. Oh, Look, no. in the second half of this podcast, we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into who Alvin Bragg is as well and discuss many different aspects of this entire witch hunt against Donald Trump and these latest potential charges. Also, if you haven't given to Preborn yet, folks, we're asking you to do that right now. Don't forget... Preborn is the organization that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies all across the country to expectant moms. They do this in pro-life centers. And those moms choose life. And they end up accepting the Lord when they see this image of their baby. But it takes money to do that. And it falls on us. So will you give right now $280 one time to save the lives of 10 babies, to stop 10 abortions. It's really that simple, folks. And here's what you do. Go right now online to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. That's CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the Preborn tab. You can give right there. And every penny you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. If you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. Call right now, 833-850-BABY. Let's save these babies' lives, okay? And uh, the second half of this National Crawford Roundtable podcast, if you want to listen on your regular radio station, but they play the second half at a different time, just go to the website of your radio station and check the program guide, and you can see where the second half plays. Or just listen to the second half online at CrawfordMediaGroup.net or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you listen. We appreciate your five-star reviews as well. If you want to watch video of us, video of the podcast is at MyHopeNow.com. We got the second half coming up next, folks. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. 
continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, Roger Marsh of the Bottom Line from the People's Republic of California, John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado, Neil Boron, Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York, myself, Bob Duco, the Bob Duco Show out of Detroit, as we talk about Donald Trump and District Attorney from Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, his... On being on the verge of a grand jury indictment of Donald Trump, what's going to happen here? Which, by the way, you guys think it's possible, before we talk about Alvin Bragg in more detail, you think it's possible that he might back down and not pursue an indictment of Donald Trump after all because of the pushback the conservatives and even the some various House committees as well now calling on him to testify no. potentially under oath. No. Any chance not he right backs now. down? No, no, no. They're on the verge of a mugshot. They just want the mugshot. I don't even yeah, think any of them care what happens. <laughs> Once right. you've got the mugshot, yep. you've got you know the the uh, right. vendetta you, in pictures. Uh, you can just lay it out from that point on. And every campaign ad, every conversation is going to include that photograph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there, there, although there, we know we know that Donald Trump though. He's already given thought to what his mugshot would look like. He'll make sure he has on his red power tie. He's going to make sure it looks like a, a a presidential photo, basically. And so he will have the stern look as though he's taken a picture for a, a campaign photo. My guess is he'll do but, that. It'll be a mugshot, technically, but it won't look like a mugshot. I was just going to say, go ahead. No, I was just yeah. quickly, the venerable scholar Keith Olbermann I was on uh, social media <laughs> over the weekend, and he's referring to the day of the arrest as Trumpmas. So I, you can tell wow. everything that you need to know about what the left wants. Every single story at msnbc.com right now is all about what will it be, not about the charges, it's all about the appearances. What will it be like? Why have they waited so long? Will it be Wednesday? Will it be, will he be handcuffed? Will he be handcuffed? Will he be perp walked? You know, will we get a mug shot? Will they release? Because like in San, here in the People's Republic, like remember the whole Paul Pelosi thing? They didn't release mug shots of the guy who came in. Remember the hammer thing? Remember all that yeah, stuff right. in the story? Right, that right. Quickly, that went up the flagpole and down because they needed a little extra insurance right before the election to be sympathetic to the Democrat candidates. So, I mean, the story did happen. You could see the thing happen, but the way it played out, it was so underwhelming to watch the video, the body cam of the police officers walking up going, yeah, we got oh, this before. You guys walk in. Oh, look. Oh, hey, tip, don't do the hammer. Ah, 15 seconds later, it's over. Like, By the way, yeah. how's this how's this work with Secret Service? Uh, right. Let's imagine that. Let's imagine. I mean, the Secret they Service agents in. have to yeah. be standing there while he's being fingerprinted. Yes. They yep. have to say. And then what happens if some judge decides I'm going to deny bail? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the, do the Secret Service agents stand behind the bars with Donald Trump, or do they stand outside the bars? How does that even work? I think I think well, Trump making bail is part of the narrative, though. See, but he's a rich yeah. guy and he bought off the judges. I mean, the judge is not acting on the court of the law at that point. The judge right. is doing exactly what the DNC and the White House want him to do. But under bail reform, he'll be back on the street in five minutes. I mean, well, you would on, think. Five. You would think. Right. <laughs> right. So they have cashless well, need, bail in D.C.? Or I know. He needs to commit armed robbery. Then he doesn't have to worry about bail. He just gets put right back out. So how about this Alvin Bragg guy? Uh, it, it's bad enough that he's weaponizing his office the way that he is. He ran. John, you're absolutely right. He ran on the idea of, I'm going to get Trump. Somehow, some way. I'll get Trump. Elect me. I'll get Trump. But this is a guy who's so soft on crime, he's known for getting felonies reduced to misdemeanors on a regular basis. Now he's a salmon swimming upstream the opposite way. But I want to remind everybody as well, remember the case 
of the uh, of Jose Alba, the 61-year-old immigrant bodega clerk. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, this guy, 61-year-old guy, woman comes in and she wants to buy something, but her card is declined. It happens. So he says, well, I'm sorry, I can't give you the food for free. It needs to be paid for. She goes out, complains to her boyfriend. Boyfriend comes in, how dare you? basically not give her food for free, comes behind the counter and starts beating on and physically assaulting Alba, shoving him violently into the wall or whatever. Uh, Alba defends himself. He grabs a knife, stabs the black man. The black man dies. The girlfriend grabs the knife and then stabs Alba three times. He has to go to the hospital. So Alvin Bragg is the district attorney in the area. What does Alvin Bragg do? He orders Jose Alba arrested, charged, initially $500,000 bond, sends him to Rikers Island, and the girlfriend who stabbed him three times, nothing. Absolutely nothing. That is who Alvin Bragg is. And this is the guy that Democrats in Manhattan have said, I'm going to vote for to be district attorney. This guy should be disbarred. And I think Ron uh, Rand Paul is maybe right. Maybe he ought to be in jail for mm-hmm. abusing and weaponizing his office in this way. All right, I'm done ranting. No, you, you know, <laughs> This guy drives me no, nuts. You know, you, well, if you look at the things that he, he did even from day one in office, Bob, to your point, I mean, making – Prostitution, essentially, you know, not even a, right. a an, an offense. Uh, marijuana misdemeanors, you know, if you're selling more than three ounces, no big deal. I mean, you can go down the list of things that he's done that is soft on crime. He's trying well, to make armed the robbery city, is reduced. Armed robbery, he exactly. ordered armed robbery exactly. reduced to a misdemeanor as right. long as there was no serious harm to the person. Right. But we're gonna we're gonna arrest Donald Trump from something seven years ago that's a nada. Right, that the FEC themselves said there's no crime here. Correct. Yet, yet for him to upgrade this to a felony, he's claiming that it's an FEC crime. But the FEC themselves says no, it's not. And by the and way, this that's guy's not allowed to his, get away with this. It's not his jurisdiction, anyways. He doesn't have. I know the power it's a federal decision. thing. That's right. 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 Oh boy! Do you guys think it makes any difference? You know, when Trump goes on a rant. I mean, by the way, he, I thought for a while he was trying to be like the kinder, gentler Donald Trump and holding so smaller, yesterday. more private. Yeah, okay. So then he the, he pulled the cork, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he starts calling you know the, this district attorney Alvin Bragg a woke tyrant who's destroying Manhattan. Then he starts going after uh, the Democratic opponents of his, uh, calling them animals and thugs. And even kind of insinuated that DeSantis might be gay in Florida. Well, right. uh, you know, okay. Over the so, line. But the, does yeah, that, over the does line. This, over the line. Does, does he honestly think that this helps him? Does, does it help him? I don't think it does. He has no filter. That's his problem, Neil, that I have with. And I again, I love Donald Trump. I said this on air right. many times. I've loved what he's done for this country. We owe a debt of gratitude to the man. He did so many things while in office that we all should be extremely thankful for. Whether you like him or not, you should be thankful for the things that he actually did. And I do believe he loves this country dearly and he wants to see what's best for this country but he's his own worst enemy there's times he just doesn't know when to stop and when to shut up you know and it's almost like though donald trump the old classic saying donald trump is going to be donald trump right you kind of take the good with the bad you, you ask yourself if donald trump were more disciplined and he had a tighter mesh on his filter then would the Donald Trump-esque kind of things that proved him successful, would they be weakened also? Can he really go on full-fledged attack the way that he needs to and not drag along with him the stupid Ron DeSanctimonious kind of 
comments or whatever. Well, anyway, or is that could, automatically it, part of the baggage? It uh, seems probably, like it is. Probably automatically part of it. If you would learn from DeSantis how to do those things, because by the way, Ron does everything Trump does. We don't know what he's like when it comes to foreign policy because right. he hasn't had to do that yet. But if you look at everything else he's done in the state of Florida and the way he's governed there, he's very much the way Trump is when it comes to handling different things that come across his desk or just even his policies in general. He's very Trumpish in that manner, but he's a lot more calculated and diplomatic in how he approaches things. Well, and I yeah. hope that he doesn't end up becoming some kind of establishment guy if he really gets in and starts sliding the I George W. That. Bush route. I, 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 I hope that. I hope that's not the case. I do. And by the way, we got a lot more. Obviously, we're going to be talking about this. But as we have this discussion, as you listen to this podcast, we want you folks to multitask. We want you to support our sponsors. This is important to us, and especially when you think about who they are. Like, for example, Preborn. Now, Preborn partners with pro-life centers all across the country to show ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms. It And when the moms see those images of their babies, they accept the Lord very often, but they also let their babies live. So the calculated cost, it's an average of 28 bucks to stop one abortion to save one baby's life. So we're asking everybody right now, figure out what the number is. How many babies' lives can you save? Is it 10? Give $280. Is it 100? Give $2,800. Is it five? Give 140 bucks. Do the math, but we need you to take action now. Go to crawfordmediagroup.net and click on preborn. It's that simple. Crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn, give right there. Every dime you give goes to fund ultrasounds, not a penny for overhead. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7, folks. You can call in the middle of the night. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And, hey, let's, let's stop some abortions. Here's a tangible way that we can do it. And we appreciate Preborn sponsoring this podcast. We do. We appreciate Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Financial sponsoring this podcast as well. And I know, Roger, you've known Dennis Wilson for a long time. Yeah, we go back over a decade. And one of the things I was thinking about Dennis as we, we talk about Donald Trump and some of the woes he's having in the media is, quite frankly, I remember one of the big, remember the big nothing burger with Letitia James and his taxes? Oh, Donald Trump doesn't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, you know, if Donald Trump knew Dennis Wilson, not only would he not pay taxes, but he'd also earn, have a lot more money because he'd have a lot more secure investments instead of these fly off the handle things that President Trump likes to do. But Dennis specializes in tax-free retirement or as close to tax-free as you can. And with market conditions being with they are and the Fed about trying to raising rates and mortgages going through the roof and return on investments coming way down in the stock market. Uh, It's nice to know you have a Christian brother who's using his uh, gifts mightily for the Lord. He's a supporter of preborn. He's building churches in Africa with the proceeds that he's earning. I mean, it's this guy is 75. He doesn't have to work. He feels called to work. And 54 years experience later, he's still generating great profits in a good stewardship type of way. That's why I'm glad we have Dennis Wilson's banner up at uh, CrawfordMediaGroup.net. It's just wilson-financial.com. And if you want more information about it, I encourage you to go and click on that banner because, you know, as we look at the, the, strengths and weaknesses of a guy like Donald Trump, Bob, I think that, you know, for for as many strengths as he has, there are some, if he had better advice or would listen to it, I should say, I'm sure he had plenty of good advice when he was in office. Um, He made some good decisions, but he also made some horrible ones. I think he's completely screwed up the whole boondoggle of the uh, election was stolen thing. It was rigged. It wasn't stolen. And uh, if he had taken the rigged route, he gave the left what they needed, which was, you know, the election lie, big lie, big steal, big lie, you know, baseless claims, et cetera, et cetera. 
cetera. A lot of his claims were actually based in fact. I mean, quite frankly, if he could get out of his own way for five minutes, he might have had a lot more success. But now you see his mouthpiece attorney, Jenna Ellis, who I say mouthpiece because she was kind of a spokesperson. She wasn't actually fighting legal battles for him, being censured by the Colorado bar because of, you know, some of the wild claims that she made during that thing. That gives the left more ammunition, you know, to say, look, Donald Trump's a liar. And uh, he lied about the big steal. So why would you want this guy? Well, we can't get enough of him. So it's that love hate still there. I know. And, and, you know, but here's the thing, though, with Donald Trump. And I've I've talked about this before. Okay, I know the guy's not perfect. I get that. I know he, he gets in his own way and he shoots himself in the foot many times. I get that. But at the same time, uh, sometimes it gets frustrating when Trump's supporters, it's almost like people want to beat up on him and focus on his negatives more than his positives. And when I think about what he's accomplished in this country, it's phenomenal. But also think about the unprecedented injustice that's been leveled at him. You had, his entire presidency was under the cloud of this dishonest Russia collusion hoax uh, nonstop. He was nonstop called a racist, dangerous. Uh, if you have COVID, drink bleach. Hey, neo-Nazis are very fine people. I mean, the way that he was lied about, the 2020 election, the rigging of that from media, big tech, not to mention whatever fraud. Then he's impeached for his phone call with Volodymyr Zelensky, which was absurd, impeached after he left office for January 6th. He's not even allowed to say the election was stolen. Even if you disagree with that terminology, you can't say that anymore. Democrats said that repeatedly. The Mueller investigation, this entire thing, they came up with zero evidence of any kind of collusion, but doesn't change the fact. Oh, and by the way, while we're at it, his private home raided by the FBI in an armed raid for having documents that he said he declassified, that he had the authority to declassify, but Joe Biden has five different locations of actual classified documents that he didn't have the authority to declassify. And what happens? The FBI extends Joe Biden the courtesy of saying, well, have your lawyers go through and, and hand over to us whatever you feel like needs to be handed over. Uh, this to me, for, for Donald Trump to have experienced the onslaught of injustice that he's experienced for the last several years. I got to be honest with you guys. I give him a pass, not a hundred percent pass, but a mostly pass for the warts and the shooting in his foot, eye twitching kind of times that I wince. I just remind myself of this. All right, the man's not perfect. He's flawed, but my goodness, look what he's had to battle and he keeps on fighting. So I stand up and salute him. I'll just be honest with you. No, I can't argue that, Bob. I mean, you, you're, you're, like I said earlier, we owe him a debt of gratitude, and it's easy to pick on him for some of the things that he does wrong. Although, if he was just a little wiser, maybe, and maybe that's not the right I word that I'm using, no, but, but just I agree. a tad wiser with some of the things that he says, he would even be that much more powerful. Right. You know, frankly, if he was just a little wiser there, he would be unstoppable by the other side. Right. You know, Proverbs says a fool's mouth is his ruin, and I think of that a lot when I think of Donald Trump, because he's got so much going for him, and he's got courage beyond belief. He's got a backbone, and he stands mm-hmm. for something, and I think that people appreciate that, that somebody's willing to stand up against, quote, the establishment or the swamp, whatever you want to call it, and, and you know, stand for the values that people hold dear. And let me just mention, you know, as I did earlier, this, this world is absolutely crazy, and I think there's a sense that we need somebody like Donald Trump who's got the chutzpah 
to say, no, that's not how it's going to be. Nobody really wants it that way. We're going to stand for truth and, and freedom. And it reminds me of our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom who recently uh, began representing a young girl and her family. Uh, this girl was uh, in school, you know, was coming out of COVID. She was feeling lonely and depressed, thought, you know, maybe it suggested on social media and so forth, thought maybe, maybe if I just transitioned to be a boy, that would help. So somehow school officials find out about this and start calling her Leo, a boy's name, start dealing with her as though she's a boy apart from the parents you know wishes they they said no she's a girl and we want her called by her given name school said no uh, you know we advocate for the child not the parents in other words we're in charge of 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 her not you and how terrifying is that but this is the reality of the world that we live in and it's commonplace during the biden era this kind of thing is happening all the time so this is exactly why we need help to support Alliance Defending Freedom because they stepped in, um, they're suing the school district, they've taken this case on and are standing for truth and righteousness to protect the values that you and I hold dear. So a gift of $50, $100, whatever you can give. By the way, they never charge these families or these individuals. They wouldn't charge us to represent us. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net or call 877-367-36, I'm sorry, 877-367-6461 to donate now. And by the way, the case is ongoing. Uh, the parents have removed the girl from the school, but her gender dysphoria uh, has, quote, corrected itself. She's doing fine. She's a little girl and acting like one. But the question is, I mean, do we want teachers and administrators and school officials usurping our rights as parents? It's terrifying. And I think it's time to put a stop to these crazy Biden era politics. So we need 40 people this month to join us in giving $50, $100, whatever you can do. Your gift will help assure that Alliance Defending Freedom can protect families like yours and mine. So again, click on the banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net or call 877-367-6461 and donate mm -hmm. right now. But I see, I think this is the kind of thing, these kinds of stories that are happening every single day in our communities that really gives Donald Trump his best chance of revival here if there's such a thing because, or Ron DeSantis, but somebody's got to stand up and say, I'm going to be a champion for the people because... Uh, the vast majority of Americans are sick of this kind of thing. Right, I think people are, are really, they, they like Donald Trump standing up to progressivism. They like Donald Trump standing up to wokeism. What they don't like is Donald Trump standing up to other Republicans and having a circular firing. Yeah. I mean, right, when you think right. about, I think John mentioned earlier about the, the DeSantis, but not having the foreign policy, or maybe it was Neil. Well, okay, there's Nikki Haley waiting in the wings, who was the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and also a former governor who knows how to handle a bit of controversy. I mean, the three of them right there could make it a very formidable team. And we have have gotten involved in Rand Paul and Marco Rubio and some of the other right. GOP superstars that are coming up through the ranks. I mean, there is there's a deep bench here, and Donald Trump could be the quarterback of this team. The problem, though, is that he gets in his own way sometimes, and if he right. if he won't curtail it, then all of a sudden it becomes Trump versus DeSantis instead of Trump with DeSantis. And that, that right. I think I think that's what a lot of conservatives are looking for is they want to see Trump kind of rally the troops and say, "Okay, I did this once, I can do it again." But look at who I'm bringing with me this time. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, look, I think you're absolutely right. And with DeSantis, I do believe that Trump is completely mishandling the whole DeSantis thing. He has an opportunity to capitalize on this. If Trump were presidential, but he can still attack DeSantis, but you attack him in a in more of a cordial way and you try to paint DeSantis as well, and, and an really untested quick, Bob, conservative what, who's maybe establishment. Attacking, what are you attacking him for when he's when he actually went to to Trump's defense if you would I, I mean at the end of the day what did he say that was wrong that you needed this to attack was kind him of a, for it, it was kind of you know what it was kind of a weak 
defense of Trump. He didn't even say his name. He said, yeah, this is a political prosecution is what this is. But yeah, but he threw, I, the, he threw the DA under the bus. He said, I don't know how these sorts of payouts even work. I mean, yeah, he kind of chuckled, but in, in he's being very honest. He hasn't had to do that in his career. But again, at the end of the day, what Trump should have said was, you know, Ron might have not come to my full defense, but I appreciate what he did say. Thank you I, so much I agree. and move on. I totally agree with you. Now, like I said, with Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis did subtly get a little thing. You know, I don't know what it's like to pay off a porn star. That's Donald Trump's world. I mean, that's the implication he was making. And I guess it was a little bit of a swipe against him. But you're absolutely... And it is true. I get that. Okay. So, yes, if Donald Trump will come out and say, uh, look, Ron DeSantis... Limit his criticisms of Ron DeSantis to, I don't know that we can trust that he's not a closet liberal. We can't. He cannot guarantee me that he's not going to surprise us and become a Mitt Romney or a John McCain or a George W. Bush. And that's what I think is below the surface. And don't fall for it. I'm already proven that you don't have to worry about that. And so, it, but but for him to be calling him names, the petty names. Hey, let's pull up the picture again of him in high school with these girls or what with these high school girls. That can, I totally agree with you. Is really stupid. Well, let me. Yeah, I, go just, ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think that you're ever going to see a narcissist, you know, allow for another alpha male to be in the room, and <laughs> that's point. the problem. It's not <laughs> right. going to happen. Well, well, this this is true. Now, uh, let's bring this back because we kind of wind this down. I want to bring this back full circle to the the nature of the charges themselves because I I think it's important that when our listeners get in conversations about this with their liberal or progressive friends or whatever, we need to simplify this. The $130,000 that was paid by Trump's attorney and then reimbursed by Trump, this is perfectly legal. It may be part of a sleazy world that we can't relate to, but it's perfectly legal. There is nothing illegal about doing that whatsoever. And Donald Trump correctly listed this as a legal expense because he reimbursed his attorney. Stormy Daniels wasn't part of the campaign. This is something that happened 10 years before he even ran for president. So even if you want to claim that this should be considered a campaign expense, okay, fine. The worst that is is a misdemeanor. And I have to say, when it comes to Hillary Clinton, when I bring this up, Sometimes liberals go, how come you guys can't just talk about Donald Trump and you have to bring up Hillary Clinton, you have to bring up other people? I want to explain why it's important to bring up Hillary Clinton. If you have a sheriff in a town, and that sheriff in a town, we'll say, is a Republican. I want to turn things around. The sheriff is a Republican. He's, uh, and there's a Democrat running for sheriff coming up. And that Republican sheriff decides, I want to derail that Democrat that's running. So here's what I'm going to do. The speed limit is 70. Everybody goes 80, 85. No problem. Let them go 80, 85. However, that particular Democrat running for sheriff, uh, he ran 75 in a 70. And even then it's disputed. It could have been 70 in a 70. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to handcuff him, arrest him, fingerprint him, and try to get him thrown in prison for years to try to stop him from being able to run for sheriff as a Democrat. Everybody understands a sheriff can't do something like that. That's the kind of thing that the sheriff ought to go to jail for. That is exactly what's happening with Donald Trump here. Hillary Clinton spent a million dollars, not 130000 
$1,000, a million dollars, and she actually used campaign funds, and it was specifically for the campaign. And she listed it as legal expenses, and she got a slap on the wrist. Donald Trump didn't use campaign funds. It was $130,000, and, and he listed it as legal expenses, and we're facing a potential perp walk. That's the difference in this, and I think that liberals need to be told the simplicity of how wrong this is. So anyway, uh, let's get some final predictions as we go around the table here. What do you think happens? Does he get indicted? Does he get charged? Does he get found guilty by a bunch of liberal jurors? Yes, and we'll see his mugshot by Thursday, my prediction. Really? All right. Yeah. Yep. Mugshot by yep. Thursday. Even though he's going to do everything he can to keep her from looking like a mugshot. It'll look like a campaign <laughs> yeah. photo. Yeah. Exactly. No way in the world he has open collar for that shot. No way in the world he's got one hair out of place for that shot. Right. I guarantee you. <laughs> no, and I agree, I agree with Neil easy. on that one. I think Neil's correct. Yeah. Uh, Roger, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, mugshot because that's the photo op everyone wants. And I think the Trump team is actually working behind the scenes right now to figure out how to make that part of his campaign. Look what they tried to do to me. They'll try to do this to you. And that's why I need to be your president again in 2024. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's all a bunch of media spin. It saddens me to think that half of America is following MSNBC and not thinking and just saying, Trump's the problem here. And, and, and now, thank God we got him on something because we know the guy's a criminal and they right. don't have anything. There, it's a, By the way, I expect there will probably be some liberal Democrat Trump hating people in law enforcement or in the police precinct or whatever that will sneak some pictures and then end up selling them to the media and will get leaked photos of Donald Trump getting fingerprinted or Donald Trump in handcuffs or something along those probably lines right. as well. We'll see. All right. We appreciate you folks listening to us every week. We do. And I just want to remind you, if you haven't given to Preborn yet, please do it now. Remember, $280 will stop 10 abortions, will save 10 babies' lives by paying for ultrasound images of these unborn babies. That's what causes moms to choose life. So $28 saves one baby's life. How many babies' lives will you be willing to save today? 280 for 10, whatever the number is, go right now to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn. Crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn, give right there. And every dime you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. You can give over the phone too. They answer the phones 24 7, 833 850. Baby, Go ahead and call right now. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast at crawfordmediagroup.net or Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you listen. We appreciate your five-star reviews. We do. You can watch video of us doing this podcast at myhopenow.com. And Neil Boron, Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York. John Rush, Rush Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Roger Gavin Newsom-Marsh out of the bottom line from the People's Republic of California. Myself, Bob Duco out of Detroit. Guys, great catching up with you. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to next week. Likewise. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Thanks guys. Everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. And by Alliance Defending Freedom, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. Your generous financial support makes it possible for Alliance Defending Freedom to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world.
Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app and look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This has been a Crawford Media Group production.